When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from Liverpool, The Dark Paranormal, Season 12. Hi everyone and welcome back to The Dark Paranormal, Episode 6, Season 12. I can't believe how quickly this season is already going by. And it seems unreal to me that I'm already planning season 13. Now, as I mentioned last week, for season 13, we're going to mix things up a bit and have, like we used to, a few more famous cases intermingled with your true paranormal experiences. And that means two things. Firstly, if you have a favourite experience that you've always read about and wish was on the dark paranormal, then let us know. And secondly, because approximately a third of the season will be those cases, we're going to have to make some really tough decisions from those experiences that we receive from you guys about what makes it to air. But in no way do I want that to dissuade you from sending in your true paranormal experiences to our email address. And it's the same address for any famous case that you want us to cover simply drop us a line at contact at thedarkparanormal.com or you can visit our website, thedarkparanormal.com and click the Contact Us link. Now, we just need to say a quick thank you to everyone who's chose to join us and our wonderful community over at Patreon. When you sign up to Patreon, not only will you receive these episodes both ad-free and before everyone else but you can also receive exclusive access to the Patreon-only podcast, Dark Bites. Dark Bites is a show where we take a look at some of the shorter stories which have been sent to the Dark Paranormal, and it releases every Sunday, 52 weeks a year, meaning that when we have a season break, you don't have to miss your paranormal fix. We've built a wonderful community of like-minded paranormal enthusiasts over at Patreon and we'd love to extend an exclusive invitation just for you. Simply head over to patreon.com forward slash thedarkparanormal. Now, at this point, I'd normally thank a list of people, but of course, as I said last week, we are away. But don't worry, because anyone who signs up between now and the next few weeks will have their name read out on episode 9 and that all-important season finale. 
So if you'd like early ad-free access to both episodes and season finales and season debuts, and of course, the entire back catalogue of Dark Bites, then head over to patreon.com forward slash the dark paranormal. Next week, I'm really excited to tell you about a future project that we will be launching in October. But mum's the word until then. Right now, we have much more important things to deal with, such as episode 6. We've discussed many times before how certain people can act almost like a psychic attractor. Now, some of these people choose to look at it like a gift, and others like a curse. Personally, I'm on the fence. I'd need to have that perspective before I could make a judgment. But one thing that is undoubtedly true is that when we receive experiences from these people, they are not just one-offs. They're like a splattergun effect of paranormal activity which seems to have plagued them throughout their life. And, as in this case, often has a thread that runs through these experiences that takes them on an emotional roller coaster that gives them exquisite highs and demonic lows. And today's true paranormal experience is no exception. Today's experiencer wished to remain anonymous, so of course any names used are placeholder names. But believe me, there are pieces of this experience that have stuck in my brain ever since reading it. And as the entire purpose of the dark paranormal is to make people fear the paranormal, I hope it does the same to you. Because right now, it's time. Lower those lights, make yourself comfortable, and of course, leave your disbelief at the door. As we listen to Friend or Foe, or demon. I'd like to talk you all through my paranormal journey, and although I'll be as accurate as I can with each memory and each experience, I do wish to remain anonymous. So here we go. My first memory of a spirit was when I was around five years old. My little sister was around four months old at this time, and she was put in my room with me, as we lived in a two-bedroom house. We kept her cot position near the window. I was sleeping in my cabin bed at this time, which overlooked the room and my sister's cot. There was this lady that, at the time, I thought was a neighbour from down the street, who was helping my mum and dad out of a night with my sister. You know, if she woke up or she stirred, she would come in and she'd tend after her, after my mum and dad had went to bed, of course. My mum and dad usually went to bed shortly after I did, but I was never a child to fall asleep straight away. I've always had trouble falling asleep. If my sister stirred, I would hear our living room door open and then hear this woman shuffle up the stairs in her slippers. I vividly remember the sound and what she looked like. She would walk up the stairs and open our bedroom door. She'd smile at me and put a finger to her lips, as if to shush me. She'd walk over to my sister's cot, she'd look at her, 
and sometimes she'd just adjust her blanket. She'd then stand straight, smile at me again, and walk back out and down the stairs. She wore a long plaid skirt that was green, and she wore tights, a cardigan, and her hair was in a neat bun. About a week of this happening, I asked my mum who she was, as I hadn't seen her during the day, or anywhere else for that matter. I described her to my mum and asked why she has someone watching us throughout the night. My mum told me there wasn't anyone in the house with us at night, and that she certainly hadn't asked anyone to go and look after us when they were asleep. She said I was probably dreaming, but I knew I wasn't. I would wait for this lady most nights to come in and check on us. Even after I asked my mum, the lady still came to check on my sister every night. I would wait for her and smile at her and then wait for her to leave. And this went on for a few more weeks. One night, whilst waiting for her, my head leaning on the side of my bed, looking up at the crack in the door, waiting, and nothing happened. I got up and went to the top of the stairs and waited, listening intently. I could hear my mum and dad sleeping in the next room. I walked back into my bedroom, and as I went to climb the stairs to get into bed... I stopped and thought, well, I may as well check on my sister. As I went over to her cot and looked in, her lips were blue and she wasn't breathing. I screamed and screamed for my dad and my mum. They came running in and my dad grabbed her up and started giving her mouth to mouth. He banged on her back slapping her back forcefully and opened the window to get the air to blow in her face. Thankfully, she started breathing again. This is all I remember of this time, but I do know that this is also how we found out that my sister had asthma and needed medication. I never saw that woman again, but I know that she saved my sister's life. Because if it wasn't for her coming in to check every single night and then suddenly stopping, I would never have gotten up to check on my sister. We spent a few more years in that house, but as I hit my teens, we moved to another house. And here is where the spirits decided they would hassle me. They would poke me and shout at me. When I say shout at me, this would be just as I was falling asleep. Imagine someone shouting in your face. You can feel their breath hit you as they shout at you to wake you up. Or they'd scream my name. I didn't know what to do. It was terrifying. When I would bring anything to do with spirit up to my parents, they would brush it off, telling me not to be so silly. We moved again to an even bigger house, and it seemed the larger the house, 
the more intense the activity. We moved to an end-of-terrace house that had extensions added to it. My room was part of this extension. To describe the house, you would stand at the door and you would see all the way through to the kitchen. The stairs were right off the living room and my parents' room was to the right of the top of the stairs. Straight ahead of the stairs was the bathroom and to the left was the hallway to the attic. But if you carried on about five feet from the bathroom, there was a doorway with no door, which led to yet another hallway, down which my sister's room was on the left and straight down to my room. There was no light in this small hallway, only the one at the top of the stairs. But there was a residual spirit here, and he was very, very strict. As I say, this house had an attic, and it was mine and my sister's playroom. I painted my half, my sister painted her half. I had my PlayStation and computer up there, and she had all her dolls and toys on her side. We had two beautiful dogs, a Labrador and a Staffy. But our Labrador would refuse to go up those attic stairs. He would wait patiently for us at the bottom. Our other dog, the Staffy, well, she would climb the stairs, but stop at the top one and wait for us to leave the room. She would only come down once we'd left the room and we were at the bottom of the stairs. At that point, she'd run down so fast she would sometimes bang into the wall ahead. In that attic, we would play up there way too late, say around quarter to ten at night, and the spirit would let us know we'd overstayed our welcome and it was time for us to go. It didn't matter if the heating was on full blast and it was really warm in the attic. If we were up there too late, it would turn ice cold instantly and the energy would change in the room. Also, if he didn't like the music that I played in the room, he would skip the song. If I ever dared to try and skip back to the song, he would turn the CD player off. I know he would do this because if I changed the same CD into my Walkman, headphones in, I could listen to that song no problem. If I was up too late at night reading, he would open all my wardrobe doors and slam them. This, in turn, would make my mum come in and shout at me. But it wasn't all virtual finger-wagging from this guy. He'd also get physical. Once, whilst walking down the stairs, he tugged back on my hair and pushed me down the remaining steps. During the summer holidays, my little sister would get the worst of it. I'd be in bed. It wasn't too late, but everyone else was asleep. I'd say maybe around 1am, and I hear this girl's voice from my sister's room. A deep, raspy voice. I could tell it was a girl's voice, but I knew it wasn't my sister. 
It was telling her to leave, to get out of her home. There was no way it was my sister. She couldn't reach that tone, that level. It was so loud. It terrified me. I jumped up and ran into my sister's room, and she was fast asleep. I looked around her bedroom. It wasn't a big room. It was smaller than mine. Fitted wardrobes and enough room for a single bed. But there was nothing there. But the next day, she had scratches. And not just a few. They were all over her. Her chest, her back, arms and legs. Even her face. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We presented the scratches on her body to my mum, who said it must have been the dogs, and that she needs to stop playing with them. But our dogs have never, and would never, scratch us. Don't get me wrong, they've given us bruises because we do play with them, but never scratches, and never like this. I quietly explained that to my mum. She listened and didn't respond until my sister left the room. Then she quietly said to me that she had no idea what the scratches were from, but she didn't want to scare my sister. This kept happening. New scratches every day. Until school started and then they suddenly stopped. I was in high school when all of this was happening. I came home one day and I fell asleep in the chair in the living room. My mum woke me up and told me if I was tired I should go to bed and she'd wake me when tea was ready. So I went to bed. I woke up and saw my dad in the hallway, standing there. I said to him, It's okay, Dad. I'm up now. I'll come down now but he didn't move. When I say I saw my dad, it was a solid silhouette of a man. I looked up again and saw it was too tall to be my dad. Oh, it must be my uncle, I thought. So I said again, OK, I'm coming down now. As I stood up, it hit me. My uncle doesn't wear a hat. I started screaming for my mum, 
thinking I was alone in the house and this was a burglar. My sister ran upstairs and turned on the landing light. I shouted, a man, a man! But he had gone. My sister and I checked her room, then the attic, and nothing. After that, I had dreams of something you'd picture as a witch running towards my open bedroom. And then my great-grandmother would appear, slamming the door in this witch's face. And my great-grandmother would tell me that I'm safe. I woke up another night and I couldn't open my eyes. But I could feel a breath on my face and someone sitting on my bed and then moving to my chest. I told myself over and over that it couldn't hurt me and I forced myself to turn over and eventually fell back asleep. As the years went by, the activity carried on. My sister, in the summer holidays, started being scratched again and I was still being hassled in the night, my TV turning itself on and off at random intervals, my wardrobe opening by itself. When I started college, I got my first real job working at a supermarket, and I met someone and would spend some nights at his place. One night I got a call from my next-door neighbour, asking me to go out on a message for her. I told her that I was out right now in the pub. She said, no you're not. I'm looking at you right now in your room. I started laughing and said, it's probably me sister. She said, no, they're all out. No one's home but you. I said, listen, I'm in the pub. I'm not home. She went quiet and said, well, the lights are turning on and off now, and there's definitely a figure at that window. Ending the call, I called our house to see if my mum or dad were home, but I got no answer. I found out the next day that they all went to the pictures, and the house was empty. I was at work once on a break, and a cashier, who's a little hippie-looking, came up to me and asked me if I believed in spirits. I said yes. And she said, Your granddad is always with you. I nodded and I told her, I know. We started talking about what was going on at my house and she told me there was a spiritualist church that could maybe help. So I went. It was so nice and I felt at home there. I had a lady who was a medium come up to me and bring up the man in my house. She spoke about the reasons behind why spirits act this way with me and how I can stop them screaming at me or banging, etc. We spoke about my sister with her scratches and she told me that the old man that lives with us has a granddaughter and she comes home in the summer months and she doesn't like my sister, so she lashes out at her. I spent a lot of time there 
and I learnt a lot from the spiritualist church and the people involved with it. About a year later, I moved to Canada and met someone. I stayed and emigrated to Canada. I won't go into too much detail here, but I got married and a year later I had a baby boy. Where I lived was very natural. I lived in the middle of nowhere. It was so beautiful, like a dream. Mountains everywhere. Rivers that were so clear and blue. I carried on with my spiritual journey and started studying Reiki here. One of the most notable and interesting experiences that I've had is I would walk my little one in his pram every day. We would go over the bridge and to the trail up to the main town and back again. Each time we would say hello and good morning to whoever came our way. Usually it was the same people. So eventually we would say, beautiful day, or there's a storm coming, etc. Just the basic pleasantries. Soon a friend of mine wanted to start walking with us, with her little one too. One day we're walking over the bridge and one of our casual acquaintances was walking towards us. I said, good morning, beautiful day today. And she replied, yeah, but there may be rain later on. I said back, oh no, we were going into town for shopping. I hope it passes us. She laughed and agreed, saying she hoped so too. I turned back round to my friend and her face was a picture. I said, are you okay? And she said to me, who were you talking to then? I pointed at the woman behind us and said, her? She looked back, shrugged and said, no, there's no one there. After this, we started talking about spirits and my experiences with them. I was a bit shocked, as I'm usually good at telling the difference between real people and spirits. Here in BC, I couldn't, and that scared me a little. How many spirits have I came across that I didn't even know? There were some spirits I would know straight away were spirits. Living here, there was a man, and he would always pop up and make me laugh whenever I was having a rough time. His energy was joyful and warm. He would tell me jokes or jump out and scare me to make me laugh. It was like an old friend was with me. My friend had then told her mum about my gifts and she asked me as a present for her birthday to give her mother a reading. I told her that because I knew her, it probably wouldn't be very good. She didn't care and wanted one anyway, so I obliged. So that whole day, I would say my prayers and ask the spirits to join me that night. That evening, we lit candles in the kitchen. We would always sit in her kitchen. As we started, my friend popped up. I told him to go away. My friend wants a reading. But he wouldn't go. 
I told her about my friend and said this isn't going to work. He won't leave. She smiled at me and asked me to describe him. I said sure, he's a tall blonde man, slim face, peachy, he wears dungarees. She left the table mid-description and went to the living room to grab a picture. And she showed it to me. And it was a picture of him. I was so excited. I said, yes, yes, that's him. Who is he? She said it was her uncle and that he died of cancer. We talked about him and how friendly and kind he is and how she misses him. I have a lot of other experiences that have happened to me over the years, but these are the ones that stick out. Now, my ex-husband, my son and I moved across the country. I didn't work at the time, and my ex-husband worked a lot. So it was just myself and my son for the majority of the time, and I was very lonely. I was outside one night having a smoke, and I wished for my friend. That sounds so sad, but going from all positive energy and friends being there for you to a big city where the energy is dull and grey, plus not knowing anyone. Anyway, on this night, my friend came out of the shadows. I was so happy to see him that I didn't even think it could have been anything else. I invited him in. I should never have done this. I didn't see him after this. But this is when the abuse started with my ex. I started having vivid nightmares of my son being hung in his room. My little one being killed by someone. It went on for so long I couldn't fall asleep. I was like a zombie. If I fell asleep, I'd wake up at ten to three in the morning. One night, I remember having another nightmare where someone screamed in my face. I woke up and I turned over to the doorway and there it was. As I was looking at this thing, it was moving so fast. Its face was moving like it was trying to take the shape of something. Its hands were black and it didn't have fingers, just long, pointy things, and it was hunched over to the right. Initially, I was terrified, but then I remembered my little one in the next room, and I felt this anger rise in me, so much that fight mode kicked in. I remember a white light coming from behind me, and I said these words... Words I didn't know what I was saying. And there was a gush of wind. And this thing, I can only describe it as whooshed away. It flew through the kitchen, throwing all the plates from the dish rack onto the floor as it passed. And then slamming the back door as it flew through. Shortly after this, the neighbours were having problems. I could hear them arguing. Another neighbour down the road then committed suicide. 
Next, another neighbour had to go to hospital as, to quote, he felt like his head was going to explode. Then my next neighbour got a divorce when she found out her husband was cheating on her. It seemed like this entire street was cursed. I'd never believed in demons until this moment, even after everything I've been through. I can honestly say my experiences had never been like this. The darkness I went through at that time, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. I've also witnessed a possession, and this is terrifying. When I separated from my ex, I worked overnight at a 24-hour coffee shop. I worked with one other person, as it wasn't that busy overnight. We still had regular customers, and they were all friendly and respectful. I was on my break outside having a smoke, and two of the regulars come outside with their coffee, and we start talking about science and stuff. We're all having a good conversation, theories and the like, when one of the guy's eyes changed in front of me. He normally had blue eyes, but I watched in amazement as those blue eyes turned hazel green. His voice changed too, and he said to me, Hello, Sarah. You seem lost. <laughs> I said to it, What are you talking about? It replied, You think it's all good and no bad, but it's all bad and no good. I said, What are you talking about? It said, Me. I said, What? So you're a demon now? <laughs> okay, prove it. It then told me about my childhood, things which I hadn't told anyone there. It then lent in and told me he was going to get me and rape me. He put his hand on my arm and I immediately got a migraine. His friend grabbed his hand and it all stopped. At that moment, as if nothing happened, he was back to talking about the planets again. His eyes back to their normal blue. His voice back to its usual self. But I must have clearly looked terrified. And he noticed. And he looked at his friend and said, did it happen? His friend nodded. And he said, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. He went on to tell me what was happening with him. He said when he was little, he could see spirits. And when he plucked up the courage to tell his parents about this, his parents put him into an institution where they filled him with all kinds of drugs to fix him. And he remembers all these dark figures going in and out of his body. He said when he left, apparently all cleared, and went back to live with his parents, he couldn't get rid of them. I'm going to end it here. 
Like I say, I have many experiences, but these are the ones that stand out. Anonymous. Well, Anonymous, sincerely thank you for such a compelling, interesting and absolutely terrifying tale. I won't divulge which particular part has stuck with me for the last week, and I'm sure our listeners will pick their own poison. There is certainly more than enough to choose from. One thing I will ask is, as you say at the end of your email and within your email, you have plenty of other experiences. And like a sponge, I really want to soak those up. So if you ever get the time to sit down and write, please do send them in. And this goes for everyone. Any experience of any length that you've had, I want to collect them. The longer ones which serve the purpose of the dark paranormal may well be featured, and anything else of a shorter length will find a home on the Patreon show Dark Bites. You see, I believe genuinely it's only through the sharing of these experiences that we will learn anything about the dark paranormal. Speaking of which, I will see you all here next week the same time for episode 7 of season 12. For our Patreons, you will of course get that episode through the week and I will speak to you again on Sunday for another episode of Dark Bites. But for everyone, remember, when you discuss the paranormal, always try and leave some of your disbelief at the door. And I'll see you next time, right here on The Dark Paranormal. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.